Success stories and interviews with game changers and thought leaders who have overcome both in life and in business. Welcome to Vertical Momentum. Another episode of Vertical Momentum. I am your host, Richard Kaufman, also known as The Comeback Coach. Guys, this is going to be an amazing episode. This gentleman that we're going to be talked to is one of the most influential people in the world and has one of the biggest hearts that I've ever met. So if you're listening to this, guys, if you leave a comment or a review, we will actually, we're offering you guys, we'll give a shout out to you on our next episode of the podcast. So make sure you leave a review and, or leave a comment for Mr. Manny. Manny, what's up, my brother? Excited to be here, man. Let's get this party started. Oh, man. I'm so pumped to have you, brother. Life is good. Uh, what's going on in the life of Mr. Manny Lopez? Uh, you know how it is, brother. I am too blessed to be stressed. Lots of family time and lots of surfing. I love it. You know, a lot of people um, that listen to this, they love um, comeback stories. And I think you have the ultimate comeback story. You are a true life Rocky story. So I would love to go back into the past. Um, tell us a little bit about where you were born, where you grew up, and what kind of little boy Manny was. Sure. So um, for those that don't know, um, at 18 months, I was left in a car. And shortly after that experience, me and my sister were put into foster care. Uh, I was born in Riverside, California, and grew up in California all my life, bounced around to different homes. Uh, after a few years, I ended up getting adopted. Me and my sister were, were together in what they call a forever family. Uh, but by the time I was 25, I was homeless twice. And this plays a, a very big part into what I focus on today, which we'll get into in a couple of minutes. So I don't want to go too fast, too far, but... As far as uh, how Manny was growing up, uh, a very, a very uh, wild little boy, <laughs> to say the least. You know, having to kind of grow up in an area where you're kind of treated as an unwanted birthday toy, uh, you don't really have much structure, much discipline. And so I, I was definitely a handful growing up. Now, I, like, I grew up not, not as an orphan, but I grew up in a one-parent home, and the one parent was, was an, an addict. So um, I spent a lot of time on my own, a lot of reading books, because that, that was my way of escaping. What were some of the things that you used to escape? Well, music was definitely a big part of uh, me growing up, is you know, trying to identify where I fit in. And it was really hard because I couldn't find anyone out there with a similar life story to mine, at least one that I couldn't really see out there. And that was uh, a big thing that kind of struck me in going after success was looking at all these successful people and not seeing anywhere I can say, hey, look, that's me. I can do that, too. And that all kind of changed when I found my first mentor and he introduced me to start you know, looking at this guy named Les Brown, who had a similar life story to me. You know, he was adopted. He had challenges through school and, you know, grew up a very different life than what most people that created success would see. And then I finally found something I could relate to. And that's where fear just went out the window. It was now possible. 
Now, what, you know, because I've been homeless a couple of times and, and, and it was all my fault. So I, I don't ever blame anything on any anything ever happened to me. Like, like one of my mentors, Ed Milet, said, you know, things happen for me. They don't happen to me. So tell us about, you know, some of the reasons why you did go homeless at the at those ages at, as an adult. Well, young, dumb, taking risks. <laughs> I decided I wanted to become an entrepreneur in 2008. I started doing really well. I found a mentor who got me to become number one at this company. And I was there for many, many months in a row, almost the entire year. And, you know, I didn't get the opportunity I thought I had earned. I was trying to build someone else's dream. And my mentor sat me down and said, Manny, it's, it's time for you to build your own dream. You know, you, you've, you've waited enough to, to wait for permission to build someone else's. Now it's time to build your own. And I kind of, you know, if you visualized it, I, I jumped off the cliff, no parachute, you know, tried to build one on the way down and thought I just kind of knew it all at that point. And a, a nice little uh, welcome to reality moment, <laughs> multiple times to say the least. And, you know, that's, you know, where you kind of build that tough skin to, you know, lose it all, including with a family. You know, the second time I was homeless, we had two boys and, you know, we luckily found a family that had literally converted an area of their garage into a one bedroom. And that's where me and my family uh, stayed. And we built my company uh, from that area. It was, you know, a promise I made to my wife. I was 26 years old. We had just been homeless for the second time. And, you know, I told her, this is going to take a while. You know, I've, I've now fallen on my face twice. It's not something I could just build easily overnight. I'm really going to need to become a sponge for knowledge. I need to learn from people who have already been where I want to go, right? They're, they're, they could become my mentors. And I needed entrepreneurship to be that vehicle to build my own dream. And, you know, the missing element was my faith. I didn't have a strong faith in looking to God as being a way to create solutions and the challenges I have in my life. I thought, well, you know, I could do it on my own. And I had this, this conversation with God a few years into my business that just completely shifted everything. It's just why I'm on the path I am today with our From Orphan to CEO program, the Manifestation School of Business. You know, it's an area of my life where, you know, I had to grow it slowly. And these promises I made to my wife, I said, by the time I'm 30, which was six years from that date of us sitting in someone else's converted one bedroom garage, um, I told her, one, we're going to build a business where I'm not going to have to be homeless again. There's not going to be a risk of us being homeless. I never will be homeless again. And to that date, I've been able to keep that promise. It's been over 10 years now. Um, second promise was we're going to have our daughter, right? That was a big goal of us was to complete our family. She's always wanted a little girl. We had two boys of our own at that point, but we know we couldn't just add another one to the mix and, you know, be in the situation we're at. So we definitely needed to be comfortable. And then third, you know, by the time we were 30, we would be living in Lake Elsinore in a two-story home. And, you know, at that point, you know, kind of know where we were at. And it was like a huge goal, big dream. And by the time I was 30, this was March of 2017, 
January of that year, I had this conversation with God because I had built a business where I was pretty stable. I didn't have to worry about being homeless. I'd been named one of the best by Facebook, had hundreds of clients, but I was not building a faith-based foundation. I was building it just on going on stage, selling from stage, going in the back of the room, finding people to do business with, and just trying to find the next sale. And didn't really look at, you know, what could I possibly be doing? And I did this break from social media for a whole month. And about three weeks into that, I had this conversation with God where he told me, help the orphans, you have no fear. And at first, I really didn't know what it meant. I thought, you know, well, I'm sponsoring events and I'm donating and things. And, you know, I thought I'm doing my part. But I had this sinking feeling that I just, I wasn't even putting a drop in the bucket to what was possible. And kind of thinking about it over some time, I realized the same thing that inspired me to start building my own dream, I could teach other people how to do. I could find people who already have walked that walk. They've already built their dream. They have a story to share that they've been through some stuff. There's things that you can relate to if you're starting from day one. And that's what From Orphan to CEO is about. It was looking at this very specific statistic that I wanna change. In the foster care system, there's over 400,000 kids right now in the foster care system waiting to be adopted. There's over 26,000 of them that are gonna age out every single year, meaning they've turned 18 or 21, depending on the state, and now they're on their own, right? They've, getting, they've gotten all the life skills, the mentorship, teaching, and all the stuff that the system, in a sense, gives them. But within one year, 12 months, that's it, one year, two out of three of these kids are either dead, homeless, or in jail. Now that I've been homeless twice, I can kind of relate to these kids. I've been in the foster care system. I've had to suffer everything from malnutrition, abuse, neglect, and even torture. So I can, I can definitely relate to a lot of these kids' stories. I've been treated like that unwanted birthday toy that they feel like. And I can tell them how to win. I could show them. I can introduce them to mentors. I can help them build their own dream. And we even created an online school that rewards them to show up. So we can actually help them earn opportunities to build their own dream completely free. It doesn't cost them anything more than showing up on an app they can stream on their device. And that was kind of my pivoting point. I want to see two out of three of these kids, not dead, homeless, or in jail. I want to see two out of three of these kids have a mentor, understand entrepreneurship, and own their own business. So if they can build their own dream without having to wait for permission to build someone else's, and they can do something they love to do, and I can show them how to turn that into their life's work, where they can actually serve their way to success versus selling their way to success, that's how we win. That's how we change our community. That's how we build our cities. This is how we really find a way to get other people out of the chaos that they're living in. And I've now realized my chaos, my life story is going to become someone else's survival guide. And almost everyone I come across has some story that they can share about how they built their life that can impact someone else that is just starting to build theirs. 
you know, and I love that. And you know, I just did a post this morning because I have a couple uh, family members, teenagers that are going through some mental health stuff. And, you know, people don't know that on average, 5,000 adolescents a day attempt suicide. And, you know, and it's not getting better. It's getting worse. So, you know, I love what you're talking about, you know, especially mental health. I'm a big mental health advocate. But let's go back to your past a little bit, because, um, you know, a lot of people would think, you know, just because, you know, there's a lot of people now out there that lost their businesses because of COVID. And, you know, I believe that, you know, failure is an event. It's not a person. And a lot of people, you know, that they lost businesses, they're afraid to come back. So can you talk about having that winning mindset? And even if you do fail at one thing, it doesn't mean that you're a failure, just that event failed. One of the most pivotal events I had in realizing how failure and success works was when I was at an event where it's called Secret Knock and the event had a speaker at it who was an investor and he had invested in over 2000 investments, right? And he ran the numbers, he's very data-driven. And he found that on average, every 26 investments that he did resulted in one success that paid for every one of those failures, even if all the other 25 failed miserably. So looking at that, you have to realize you've got to get up to bat more than once, more than twice, more than even five to 10 times. If you've swung at that success attempt 26 times, by then you're going to hit a home run. There's going to be one of those times that are going to pay off as long as you're focused on something that truly does solve a problem. A lot of people get into businesses because they like something that they want to do and they think everyone's going to go pay for it. You got to realize the only way you're going to get somebody to give you their money, which is how you build a business, is to solve a challenge that they cannot solve themselves. You're either shortening the learning curve for them because time is money, or you're giving them the solution. And that's what people need to realize is taking into account if you have a business that is not succeeding, what challenge are you solving? Get very, very clear on that. What audience are you serving? And how long does it take for them to see results? I call this the art of business, audience, result, time frame. When you get clear on that, this is how you create customers. You know your audience and it's gotta be specific. It can't be anyone and everyone unless you're selling ice cream, <laughs> something like that. But looking at your business model, get clear on who do you serve the best because they'll bring you more customers. That, that's not a problem. You gotta find your audience that you can create your super fans with where you get them the best results that you actually can measure. And those results is what you're sharing with them. But one of the things that a lot of business owners miss is the time frame. They don't let people know how much time are people saving because they use your product or your service. And when they can get clear on those three things, I mean, they can have one sentence that answers all three things. Hey, what do you do? Well, I help entrepreneurs get more clients in literally less than 30 days of implementing my stuff. Right, stuff like that, where they know exactly the audience you work with, the results you get for that audience, and how long it takes for them to start seeing results. 
And when you need to identify who that audience is, use the three E's method. That's easy, exciting, experience. When you are in business, whether you're a coach, a consultant, you, you operate some type of you know, product line, you're, you're selling a service somewhere, what you're looking at is the thing that is easy for you, exciting for you to learn about and talk about, and you've got experience in getting results, that's what you monetize. And your customer literally cannot check off any of those three E's. It's not easy for them. It's not exciting for them to go learn it themselves. And they have no experience in getting results. Look for those people and you find easy win-win scenarios. I love it. And now, you know, because you're a man of faith and I'm a man of faith and, and I believe my Lord and Savior is Jesus Christ, even though I fail him multiple times a day. But um, one thing that I struggled with because, you know, I didn't have a father in my life when my, we found out that my wife was pregnant. I was kind of like, oh, my God, you know, how do I become a father if I never had a father? And, you know, now I try to be the best husband and father I can be. So talk to us a little bit about that when you, you know, because you didn't grow up with a, grow up with a father. So what was that experience like when you were pregnant for the first time? What kind of thoughts were going through your head? Well, I did have a father. So when I got adopted, I got a forever family and still ended up statistically like these kids that don't end up getting adopted. So I had a father growing up, but I wouldn't say it's a lot of the examples I can take from it would be something I would also implement, if you know what I'm saying. Yep. And you know, there are things that I've learned that were great and helped me become a, a great father to what I am, to my kids, at least you know as much as I hope to be. Of course, there's definitely always room for improvement. And that's something that most fathers need to understand is that, you know, we are examples that our kids are going to look at to either say, that's exactly what I want to be when I grow up, or that's kind of not what I want to be when I grow up. And I need to avoid these, but then these become the, the challenging, you know, things that we have to fight. And at the end of the day, when you have a father or not, look to a mentor. I mean, the father figure could be a teacher. It could be a neighbor. It could be, you know, somebody at the gym. I mean, I mean, you just got to find somebody that has been where you want to go. That's the most important thing when looking at somebody who would you call a father figure, right? As it could be somebody that's just a male figure that says, hey, you know, this is what I did, right? This is how I did. If I was to do it all over again, this is how I would do it differently. You know, you got to find somebody that's at least 10, 20 years ahead of you that you can learn from. That doesn't always have to be your biological father, because uh, in a lot of cases, that's not the example that you want to emulate. Right. You find someone that is that example. And that could be your barber. I mean, it, you don't have to look too far to find shining examples of people that you can look up to. And I mean, one of the best ones that you can look, to, look up to that never fails is the one in the Bible, right? Our heavenly father. I mean, that's the example that you want to look to, to say, hey, how can I win as a father? It's right there in the book of Proverbs. Go read that book if you are a father and you will find out how to be a father. You will find out how to raise children. You will find out how to be a husband, right? I mean, you got to look at the, the answers that are all around you. I can go watch a billionaire, a billionaire on YouTube completely free. There's no shortage of the answers. We just got to 
actually implement what we know is true and stop fighting what we know is wrong. I love that. I love that. And, you know, um, like we've been connected for a couple of years now. And, you know, I, I find, you know, now I'm a 52 year old guy. Um, you know, I found as I get older, um, I have more questions than I have answers, which is a good thing because that means I'm, I'm teachable. But a lot of people won't humble themselves and say, OK, you know, just because somebody's 35 years old and I'm 50, what can they teach me? And I think that everybody can teach you can learn from everybody so what are your thoughts about you know being humble and being teachable well one of the things i've realized is everyone has genius within them right it's it's not necessarily you know look at that meme that everyone shares around there where they say you know they've got all these animals lined up they've got a monkey they've got a giraffe they've got an elephant they've got a squirrel right and they all give them the same test go climb this tree we're going to grade you on climbing this tree well, the monkey is going to climb that tree very easily. He's going to ace the test. But you put an elephant and try to climb a tree. Well, I mean, he's got his genius. He can do all kinds of amazing things that a monkey could only wish to do. But climbing a tree, he's most likely going to fail that one. So if you realize everything within them, help them discover that. That's kind of been my goal in life is to find out what people are really good at and show them how they can use that. That is a skill they can use to build their dream, to serve a, a life worth living, to, to be passionate about something, right? A lot of people are just going to a job that pays the bills. Well, you know, looking at today's day and age, it's being more and more prevalent that we can build our own dreams. You can find something you love to do and actually get paid to do it. I mean, it's amazing how everybody is accessible. I can go right now and inbox pretty much anybody I want in the world. I am one to two degrees of separation. It's that simple. It's, it's going after it. That's the hard part is most people don't do that. They, they try to just kind of be mediocre and they, they don't really have much confidence in what's possible for them. But yet they know it. They see it. There's people with a fraction of the talent that they have, that they know they have, and they see them winning a hundred times more than they are. You know the reason why? Action. That person took action on their dreams. That person did not give up on their dreams. That person stayed humble enough to stay a sponge for knowledge, knowing that they can keep learning something new. I mean, just the other day, my son taught me something new. I mean, every, I mean, just all kinds of different things that they learn they constantly are sponges for knowledge and just go talk with one and i guarantee you're going to go learn something the now, problem is have conversations now you know you've had some amazing people on your stages um ty lopez forbes uh, Le Le mr les brown one of the nicest people ever period uh, enough said uh you know caleb sharon you know all these people that you've have talked to and are friends with a lot of people don't realize, you know, that some of these people, you can be, become, they can become part of your circle of, of influence if, you know, but you have to be vulnerable and sometimes ask for help and sometimes invest in some of the courses and stuff like that. So talk about, about the, you know, the, having some people that have that poor mindset where, you know, they, they won't think twice about buying a thousand dollar iPhone 
but will think twice about, you know, being taught by Mr. Les Brown for say $700. So talk to us about that mindset. Well, I mean, it's, it's ingrained from, I mean, look at everything around us. We're, we're consumer based to go buy, buy, buy. We're not trained and, and kind of programmed to invest in ourselves. That's the last thing we're told to do, right? It's like, oh, that's too risky investing in yourself. Oh my gosh, how do you expect to get a return? It's a scam, da, da, da. When a lot of times it's really just showing up, right? I mean, every one of these relationships I have with all those people you named were because I showed up. I showed up to where they were at and I said, hey, I can serve you. Every single one of them, I served them first. I said, hey, I, uh, I can help you with X, Y, Z. For example, Les Brown, you know, he had heard I got named one of the best by Facebook when they hit a million advertisers. I was friends with his son, just serving his son, not trying to sell them anything, just saying, hey, I'll serve you guys. If you need some help, let me know. This is my skill sets. Here's what I can bring to the table. Put me to work, right? And I was able to create that relationship by investing in myself. I went to an event. I had to pay a lot of money for it, like close to five figures to get into that, to that room. And it wasn't any promise to meet anybody other than saying, hey, you have a chance to sit front row. And if you make a big enough impression, maybe you can have a conversation with somebody, right? Like that's the, the guarantee. Uh, we're going to have people in this room and you can go meet them. Um, and if you're lucky, they might talk to you. So that's the kind of thing people don't do is they're constantly sitting on the sidelines watching the game instead of getting in. And they don't realize how easy it is to get in by showing up. And if you serve first, this is where, you know, people don't realize, I see this so much where they see this famous person, the celebrity or this, you know, um, you know, legend in the industry per se. And they want to work with them like, oh, I got this great business. I can help them and blah, blah, blah. And they go, oh, they can afford all my services. They're easily, I'll send them an invoice and pay full in, no discount, nothing, right? And they don't realize why they never get business. The reason why is because there's so many of these famous people, celebrities, things like that. They constantly are getting pitched opportunities, like at least five to 10 times a day. They usually have somebody that just fields all of their opportunities. But when you offer something for free, it's a lot easier to get in the door. For almost every single one of these, these major, you know, relationships I have that that people think are these famous famous people is because I just had an opportunity to say hmm, I'm looking at your business model I'm looking at this concept or I'm looking at this thing that you're doing like Ty Lopez he needed an app developer to teach a course in one of his programs that he was already out there promoting and I said I can solve that problem for you you know I wouldn't even charge you I'll just put it in there I'll donate my time I'll show up and you don't have to pay me a thing I'll solve this problem for you. And all of a sudden, opening all kinds of opportunities. Then you got Les Brown. He needed more speaking opportunities. He was ready to cut a check for what we were doing. And I said, no, put your checkbook away. Let me utilize this as an example, because if I can get you results, I can prove my concept. And that was very early in the game for trying to integrate what I was integrating with Les. I had no speakers, coaches, authors, and consultants that I was working with at that point. And now today, speakers, coaches, authors, and consultants, it's all I work with because of the massive results I was able to create for people. And I'm a lot 
doing that by serving first. When you serve first, you can create opportunities that you couldn't even pay for. And I love that, you know, and I've talked to some people that are really, really successful now. And they said a lot of times when they were first starting out, you know, like say if Mr. Les Brown would come to town, they would volunteer to go help out, you know, with whatever, whatever they needed at, you know, at the event, taking out the garbage, whatever. But, and, but just by serving, that's when he actually got to meet some of these people because he was actually giving and not, you know, not trying to take. And I think that's what I love you about you is about having a heart of service. Now, you've, you know, rubbed elbows with a lot of successful people. And so have I, you know, because and now, but there's a certain mindset that successful people have. If you could break it down, what is that one trait that almost everybody that's successful has? What is the one trait? Two. There's two traits. Okay. I interviewed close to 50 millionaires one month and I wanted to find that secret sauce. Like, what are you guys doing that the rest of us aren't? And two things really stuck out in each of these interviews. Almost every single one of them had clarity as a main mission, right? It was like, we need to be super clear on what we are trying to do, where we're going, where our goals are at, how everything's going to be put in place, processes, systems, Clarity is massively key. And two, faith. Faith as their foundation. That was a really interesting thing that stuck out where a lot of them, when they started building their business, they were told, shell faith. Don't don't talk about faith. Don't put your faith in in any of your business stuff because you're going to alienate your audience, right? And I decided, you know what? I'm going to go a different route. You know, I'm going to use faith as my foundation, And when looking at these interviews, it just confirmed it, where all of these guys and gals, they were looking at faith as a main, I would say, ingredient to their success. And they didn't realize it until many years in. And that's when they started to talk about it. After they create the success and everyone's asking, how did that happen? All of a sudden, now they're okay to talk about it because they've got that, you know, I hate to be a little French here, but that FU money, <laughs> where they don't care about what people are talking about. They don't care what people say at that point and how they think about them. They can be honest about where they were creating their winning. And it was to have that faith that everything will turn out if they just continue to move forward. You're going to have some ups and downs. You're going to have those times where you're going to be like, man, how am I going to figure this out? But if you have faith, I mean, that's one thing that I stick to. You know, this is why I'm too blessed to be stressed. I know no matter what, I will be able to get through everything I, I will get through and will be going through because of what I've been through now. You know, I'm looking at my life and I'm like, man, I've survived that. Man, I survived that too. Wow, I survived that, man. I can get through anything now, right? Realize you survived, you listening to this, you survived 100% of what life has thrown at you and you are still standing, still kicking, still here to say, come at me, bring it, let's go, right? When you have that type of mentality, you can't lose. You don't realize faith, having that as your foundation is, is, I mean, you really can't beat that because it just, it gives you a confidence to walk into any challenge Yeah. And a lot of, you know, a lot of people that, you know, you've talked to, 
you know, Mr. Brown, you know, Sharon, um, you know, Ty, you know, they come from diverse backgrounds where a lot of times they're saying, well, you're not supposed to succeed because you're a certain color, a certain race, because you're female, but they all rose above. So why do you think the people that they're saying you're not supposed to win end up winning? They just don't give up. It's that simple, right? That 26 to one rule. They realize if they keep swinging the bat at some point, they're going to hit a home run. The only time they lose is when they quit. Literally, when you quit, that's the only time you lose. Everything else is a learning experience. It pushes you one more step up that ladder. That's awesome. Now, tell us, you know, what you do today, you know, what and what you do when a person wants to come work with you, because, you know, not everybody can work with you. I think it takes a special person to say, okay, I need help. So talk to us about that person that that you get a one-on-one with and they want you to help them. What are some of the questions you ask them to make sure you're both a good fit? So for me, when I work with somebody on a business level, it's, there's a a checklist that they've got to meet. One is they got to be either a speaker, coach, author, or consultant. That's because the type of opportunities I bring them they need to be a specialist. They need to teach in the area that they are in. Uh, the second area is they need to do business with entrepreneurs. That's pretty much all I attract in my network at this point. And a lot of my focus is bringing you clients. It's just bringing you people that you can collaborate with and create opportunities with. I mean, I've got event producers that can get you on stages as a speaker. We've got people that wanna hire coaches and consultants in their business. We've got people that you know want to interview people on podcasts and TV shows and radio, and you know it's it's really helping them get on more stages as a speaker, more media and PR, and more high ticket clients. So they usually got to be some type of specialist that gets you know paid in the four to five figure range per client. And if they're not in that range, we keep them in the free zone. I mean, I've got so many resources that we give them access to. All of the stuff that I get paid for. I created a do-it-yourself version, and I give that away for free. This way, I can serve everybody. This is the serve-your-way-to-success business model. It's realizing 80% of your sales that you will have in your business are going to come somewhere between 5 to 12 contacts or more. And what I do is I say, well, let's focus on data first then. I mean, people gladly give you their cell phone number versus their credit card number. So why not just attract the clients by showing them the problem you solve, right? This is the the step-by-step of what I teach. This is the step-by-step of what I do. It's saying, hey, you have a process to what you do. Let's say, for example, you, Richard, right? You're running your show. You've got a show uh, that's on anchor. You're you're able to do this with a process. Like you literally told me what's going to happen and everything happened on point, on key. And that process could be documented. You can now go to other podcasters and radio show producers and say, hey, I've got a process that will show you how to do X, Y, Z. Let's say this was your business, right? That you you got paid to teach people how to launch their own shows. I'm just giving that as an example, right? And the way you would monetize this and the way that you would attract clients is saying, hey, I'm looking for people that have their own show or want to host their own show and they need a process on how to do it efficiently. Right. I've got X amount of shows under my belt. I've gone on anchor. I've got this many viewers. We've interviewed people like this. Let me show you how I do it. 
And all that could be is a simple, it could be a video that you recorded on your phone. It could be you writing it out on a piece of paper and you took a picture of it. It could be a whiteboard breakdown. It doesn't really matter what that is, but the main ingredient is that you're exchanging that data for their data. And that data that you're grabbing is not an email address, not a link to your website. You're wanting to get the cell phone number because it has a 98% open rate within five when the market comes close. If I go get you to follow me on social media, I got a 5% reach with my post after the fact. If I go get your email address, I got about a 10% to 20% open rate within 24 hours. And if I get you to go to my website, say, hey, just go to my website.com, you know, boom, now 98% of the visitors are gonna leave within 60 seconds and not click on anything. It just scrolled up and down the homepage. So instead of wasting 80 to 90% of your efforts like most entrepreneurs do, just ask them for their cell phone number and permission to follow up with them to say, hey, I just wanna know if this works for you. Here, I'll give it to you for free. Just give me your cell phone number and you can even automate that process by just having them text in things like that. But getting something that says, hey, here's my process. It's for this audience that wants this result in this amount of time and I'll give it to you for free. Just give me your cell phone number. And then actually following up. <laughs> Most people don't follow up any more than three times. 90% of entrepreneurs, no more than three times. But I use text. It's a lot easier. I just give them free stuff. I've got over 20 gifts I can give out. So plenty of reasons to reach out to them to say, hey, can I give this to you for free? Hey, I've got this free thing I want to give to you. Do you want it? Hey, I did this. You want it for free, right? So asking them if they want it is one of the best ways to find your customers, right? They attracted because they said, hey, I want to learn the process that you get paid to do. I'm your customer. Hey, yeah, sure. I'll give you my cell phone number. And then you follow up with them, ask them how it's working. Hey, did you actually implement yet? Here's the craziest thing that most entrepreneurs don't even realize. If I were to give out my process, let's say it was the 100% breakdown, there's nothing missed. I mean, every single step broken down, I give that away. They don't even need to hire me at this point. I give it to 100 people. Guess how many of those will actually implement or at least attempt to implement the process? Out of 100 people, three. Three. That's it. And those three people will become your super fans because if your process works and they get results, they're going to talk about you when you're not in the room. But your clientele that you're going to focus on are the other 97. You're going to follow up with them and ask them, hey, I see you're a little stuck here. Where can I help? Can we get on a call? Can I get you to talk to my team? Can I have, help you walk through this process? Right? You become their, their guide up this mountain that they've never climbed before that you climb every single day. And you initially, you gave them the map for free for the cell phone number. You texted them back and say, hey, did you get up the mountain yet? They're like, no, I got busy, you know, my dog this and, you know, my family this. They'll give you whatever reason. And then you just offer to help them. Hey, well, how about I help you with this? Can we hop on a quick call? Can I have my team give you a, a call? Can we reach out? Let me walk you through. Let me show you the next step. And then that's when they offer to help them right? Your product or service is their solution to say, hey, you're checking off all the boxes for me. You're exactly the type of person we get some really good results with. Here's a few examples of other people that have gotten results that have a similar challenge that you have. Feel free to reach out to them, but here's how it works. If we want to solve it for you, it's X, Y, Z, right? I mean, 
that could be done through videos that could be done through humans that could be done through a storefront i mean there's so many avenues to to creating these customers but it all comes down to the same thing what challenge are you solving for them and is it better for them to hire you to do it is it going to save them more time and money versus them trying to do it themselves and having to figure it all out and taking time off the things that they know they can get results with is something that's not easy for them not exciting to go learn about and they got no experience in getting results. Back to those three E's. And it's amazing how many people, and I'm sure you've seen it over the years, they will stay in that um, free zone forever and not get anywhere, but just try to keep on working the free the freeway. And it doesn't work for me. Like I realize I'm great at interviewing people. I'm great at building relationships, but I suck at graphics. I suffocate building logos. So my theory, I had somebody tell me, you know, you don't know what you don't know. So hire somebody that does know. What are your thoughts on that? Exactly. Yeah. One of the things that my son asked uh, Ty Lopez, if you're just starting out as an entrepreneur, what's one of the best advice that you would give? And he says, delegate, right? Delegate. Because you got to focus on the things that you're strong at. If you're taking time away from the things that actually produce results, because you're going to go want to learn something that you'll never be more than 20% efficient at. I mean, how, how much do you actually win there? There's not much. You're, you're losing money. You're losing opportunities. You're losing time because you're trying to figure it out on your own. And Hey, there's no problem with learning the process, right? But if, if you're trying to build and scale something, that you're not really good at, not really proficient at, delegate as quick as possible. Because you'll find somebody that loves spreadsheets. You'll find somebody that loves creating designs and will just blow it out of the water because it's just something they love to do. And there'll be times where they'll build with you at a very low cost because it's something that's fun, right? There, I mean, there's so many ways that you can, you can create these opportunities with people that it, it all comes down to just finding where you have your strengths, staying in those strengths and finding people that have the strengths that balance your weaknesses and collaborating with them. That's where you then bowl. I mean, that's like two plus two equals five. I love that. So I, I just, I'm going to do a quick, a couple, um, I'm going to give you a name and, and you just tell us something, you know, even if it's just a one line about that one person that you've taken away, what you've learned from them. Um, Ty Lopez. Delegation, for sure. He's, he's got delegation mastered. One of my favorite people to learn from that. Delegation. I love that. Uh, Forbes Riley. Forbes Riley. Uh, pitching. So you want to learn how to pitch fast. You want to learn how to pitch on like TV. You got like five to ten seconds <laughs> to be able to share something, get someone's attention. That's the one you want to learn from. And of course, obviously, Mr. Brown, you know, and I, we have a bunch of friends that are, have either been mentored from him and became close as, as a family member. So talk to us a little bit about Mr. Brown. That man is, I would say, one of my favorite people. And, you know, he's humble to the core and wanting to serve others. And he's just a shining example of what it truly means to serve your way to success. Caleb Maddox, crushing it. He's really crushing it. What about him? One of the favorite things I learned from him is if you have children, don't pay them to do chores. Pay them 
to read success books. Wow. That just that right there is probably one of the best piece of advice I've ever had on this show. So if, if the interview ended right now, it would be worth it all just for that one piece of advice. And I, I'm a father of three and I got a college age kid. And I think that's probably the, some of the best something. I love that. Um, Mr. Reed, Greg Reed. What about him? That man is vignettes. That's one of the favorite thing I've learned from him is storytelling through vignettes and a vignette. Think of it like a three minute story three to five minutes. So whenever you are sharing a message, they'll always give you at least a couple of minutes, right? So if you can get your life story in all these different vignettes, you're now a storytelling speaker. I love it. And the last one, you know, and I love her, her writing. Um, I loved it with Mr. Kiyosaki, um, Sharon Lecter. Assets. So one of my favorite words uh, of this uh, entire year is the word assets, income producing assets. And so if you wanna learn that, um, Sharon's the first place I would go to. So now if, how, how do we go about, how do we find you? How can we work with you? And how can we support your mission, especially the from orphan to CEO? Well, I guess the best way to reach me is by text. I'll give you guys my direct line, 714. And if you're outside the country, so plus one, it's in US, so 714. Three six nine eight five two eight. That's seven one four three six nine eight five two eight. And for those that can't text, you can reach our website manifestation.com. That's play on my name M A N N Y, festation F E S T A T I O N dot com. And that's the best place to serve. This is where you can sign up to become a contributor if you want to share some education to our day one entrepreneurs. We already have over 31,000 students. We're in 82 different countries. We've been translated in 25 languages so far. The biggest thing I need is I need people who can teach from experience. So if you have something to share, you've got a story that can inspire young entrepreneurs that are out there building their own dream, go there and sign up for free. It's, you know, you just fill out a little questionnaire for us, lets us know what you specialize in goes directly to me. I review it personally and I reach out personally to everyone that's approved in our program. And I show you all the different ways that you can serve. And every one of those as a contributor are completely free. So I'm not really needing any type of marketing for my business. I would rather you guys focus on our From Orphan to CEO program. In essence, there's a waiting list uh, for people that want to work with us because of the marketing that we do. It's very effective. We have over 5,000 cell phone numbers of people that are either a speaker, coach, author, or consultant. So anytime I need to, in essence, create opportunities, I just grab a small group of them and say, hey, let's get on a call. I'm ready to chat. <laughs> so it's, you know, you guys do that in your sense for your business. Just grab cell phone numbers. of Everybody that is interested in anything that you do in your business, before you know it, you'll have a waiting list of people that want to work with you as well. Now, um, what kind, do you have any events coming up that you can tell, talk to us about? Yeah, so right on manifestation.com, there's an events tab uh, where you can check out all of our upcoming events. If you use the code invited, invited with a D, uh, that will let you get into our events completely free. We do them every four weeks. They're virtual. It's an online virtual speed networking event. Uh, we just ask that you be an entrepreneur that does business with entrepreneurs. 
because that's literally all that we're going to have in the room. And it's a non-selling event. So there's no pitching. There's no offers. It's our, in essence, our live filming dates for our school because I do these interviews. I record them. Our students can earn many bucks to watch them. Um, and then every 30 minutes, you get to go table to table and meet people, what you're working on uh, and create contacts, exchange contact information and build collaborative opportunities. So we just ask serve first and, you know, just let people know what you specialize in, what you're doing, what you're looking for. And we have tons of opportunities of our members that are already willing to serve and have got ways to do it. I love it. Now, last question I ask everybody, because I ask a thousand people. I get a thousand different answers. Um, you know, we still live in a crazy world. We live in a post, well, still in COVID. Um, a lot of people lost their jobs. A lot of parents are driving for Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, anything to make a buck. So if I ask the average American to do something in seven days, they're never going to get to it. But if I ask somebody on this show that's listening right now to take an actionable step in the next 24 hours to try to either improve their life or improve their business. What is something they can do in the next 24 hours to start to get help and see some clarity in their life? The next 24 hours, if they wanted to, let's say, take their idea that they've been sitting on and actually build it. They want to start getting paid for something that they know how to do. They can take their cell phone right now after they watch this, put it on selfie mode, press video, press record, and document a process. Talk about something you know how to do and just explain three things. You're gonna explain what it is, why it's important to be learning this, and how you would answer that. So for example, let's say you wanna teach people how to bake your, your most famous pecan pie, right? You could just literally take out your phone and say, hey, do you want to learn how to bake a pecan pie? Because that's what they're about to learn. Why? You know, maybe you've got a birthday coming up that you want to surprise someone special. Maybe you've got a nice anniversary and your, your spouse's favorite dessert is a pecan pie. Well, I'm going to show you my favorite recipe. I've been doing this for so many years, blah, 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 right? And your how is a story. It's how would you answer this? Well, you know, when I first started making pecan pies, it was in the kitchen of my great grandmother's and she gave me this recipe she had passed down for many years and had this really crazy ingredient no one ever thought of to put in a pecan pie. And I'm going to tell you guys about it. I mean, think of how engaging that would be. She gets to teach something she loves to do that she, you know, bakes by herself that she can actually now get paid to do. People want to buy her pecan pies. They're going to want to hire, get her recipe guide for other things. They're going to, you know, looking at, what you can do in the next 24 hours. Just take something you love to do. Write down the steps of what it takes to actually do that and record a short video of you answering how to do it. That now will become your recipe guide, your step-by-step -step that you can now give to somebody in exchange for cell phone numbers. So you wanna build a business, you need to start building a community. You need contacts. You need people you can speak to about what you do. And it all starts by giving them something that teaches them what it is that you want to get paid to do. All right. Now, I normally don't ask this question for everybody. This is the last question for you, because um, I'm a man of faith and you're a man of faith. Um, and 
a lot of people in in time and age they're they're struggling with their faith you know and i believe that i love this saying that if if you don't feel close to god you're the one that moved because he's always there for you yesterday today and tomorrow so if there's somebody out there struggling with their faith what is something they can do in the next 24 hours to get closer to him and find some peace i would go read the book of proverbs it's one of the best books to very simplify what God wants you to do for your life and how powerful you truly are. A lot of the other stuff you'll see in there is based on parables. So people don't always get the message. But the book of Proverbs is, in essence, what every one of these motivational success books out there are based on, right? Every book like The Secret, Think and Grow Rich, all of these are all just a remix of the book of Proverbs. You don't need to go read another success book. Find the original. Go to the source. And one of my favorite scriptures is Job 8.8. 8. You know, 8's my favorite. And then, you know, finding a Job, which is spelled like job. You know, a lot of people are out here in a job, uh, and they don't know how to get out of this rat race. Well, go look at Job 8.8. 8. It says, for inquire, I pray thee of the former age and yourself. In essence, tell you to find a mentor. Right there, right in the Bible. Find a mentor. Learn from the people who have already been there. If you're, you are not knowing or learning or implementing the things to get out of there. And somebody's already been where you are. They've already been in those trenches. They've gotten out and they know how to do it. Search for them. Just ask God to say, hey, you know, make opportunity. I mean, he's going to give you answers through prayer with opportunities and people. When you randomly get a call out of the blue from someone you haven't heard of for years because you ask God for an answer, that just may well be your answer. You know, you got to look at how it is. He's not going to have just big, you know, dream in there where he's standing in front of answering it. It's very rare you're going to get those type of dreams. But you're going to get someone knocking on your door, calling you up, or you're running into somebody randomly at the grocery store or something, and it's just going to shift your life in a totally different direction, decide to take action on it. Because God's requiring you to take that action. That's what free will is for. I love it. And Manny, I got to say, you know, your son is one of the nicest people I've ever talked to. I just enjoy talking to him on the phone. He's such, a, <laughs> he's such a, a great person. And he's, he's so, he's so mature and he sounds so much older than he actually is. So you, you, you and your bride have done a great job in parenting. And Manny, I just want to say you've been a blessing in my life. And I just want to say that first of all, thank you for being a brother in Christ all these years. And it was it wasn't easy, my friend. But you know, as long as uh, God's got my back and you know I keep the faith, then uh, I will I will continue to keep serving my way to success and staying too blessed to be stressed. So, guys, definitely go to www.manifestation.com. Check it out. Easy website, easy to maneuver, even for a low-tech redneck like me. Um, so definitely check them out. And, guys, if you love what we talk about today, leave a comment, leave a review. We do everything for free, and that's the only thing we ask is just so you let people know that we're trying to change lives. Manny, have an amazing week. God bless you. This will go out next 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 season, but I'm just so grateful for your friendship. And if there's anything I can ever do, please let me know. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Right, God bless you. You as well, brother. Stay blessed.
hey guys, if you're enjoying our show, if you love what we're doing, if you would like to support us, we have a whole bunch of great stuff coming out. We have a brand new t-shirt line that's coming out. Hats, coffee mugs, any kind of swag that lets your friends know that you support Vertical Momentum and you're always looking to get better. Also, we have our new coffee brand coming out. It's called Vertical Momentum Coffee. It's ass-kicking coffee. And, and it will it will get you moving in the morning. So, guys, if you're interested, go to www.richardkaufman.net. Check us out. Leave us a note. Tell us what you'd like, and we'll actually send it to you. The new website is being built. So if you guys want to, our book is out there on Amazon. It's called A Hero's Journey from Darkness to Light. Definitely check it out. It talks about my story, but it also talks about how to survive depression, how to survive addiction. All right, guys, I love you. Thank you so much for always supporting our mission, which is to save lives. Thank you for joining us today. Please hit subscribe and share. Please feel free to leave us a comment.